Quick question for you. Hey, let me ask you something. Can I ask you a question? Can you dig it? Yes, guy. Can you dig it? Yes, guy. The man with the words you've been dying to hear. Yes, guy. This is the Yes Guy Show with Jim Taddy on TSN 1050. Can you dig it? Uh, yes, guy. Yes, guy. Bubba Babu. Yes, guy. Jim Taddy, Perry Lefko with you. Perry, how are you today, sir? Great, Jim. How are you? Good, 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 good guy. <laughs> You're all of, ramped up. A lot up. of energy, Jim, today. A lot of energy. It's the only thing I'm doing today, so this this better be good. Uh, coming up in the first segment very shortly, Will Strickland will stop by. Good buddy from years past at TSN 1050, did the one-on-one show with Dwayne Watson. And uh, man about town, urban arts, uh, hip-hop classes, uh, basketball, marketing, music, He's got the whole spectrum covered there. Uh, Steve Foxcroft will stop by in segment two, talking about horse racing and wrestling, WrestleMania, the edge, all that stuff. Segment number three, uh, the Twitter account, at Los Angeles Shoe, Scott Schufelt will stop by, Jeopardy star, and uh, an interesting take with different co-hosts now, uh, Dr. Oz and, and Aaron Rodgers, and, and bailed out in the final Jeopardy, didn't he? Yeah, but he did well. He accounted for himself, did Canada proud. Okay, and, of course, we finish off with the obligatory yes guy, no guy. You ready for that? I am. Oh, wow, geez, could you be a little more <laughs> a little more succinct? I mean, just two words, that's all I get out of you. Well, first of all, i, I got to say I'm, I, I have to apologize to uh, Herb Braley. Um, I've lost two bets pertaining to golf. So, Herb, i got to tell you, I am... I am Ralph... I was ruined. It's kind of stuck in my throat there, stuck in my throat. Ralph, look. I was ruined. Wow, I'm surprised you don't have that as a ringtone because, you know, you you revisit that from time to time. Well, it just seems when it comes to making bets with Herb, and Herb's one of our best sponsors, been there from day one, I'm always wrong when it comes to making bets with him. Okay, so I'm going to work a side deal with Herb, and he's going to tell me what you're betting, and I'm going to go the opposite way. So maybe I can scratch it. heartless. Come on. <laughs> well, I mean, you put it out there, so, I mean, it's an avenue, right? It's a revenue yes, stream. Yes, but <laughs> as long as Herb continues to sponsor the show, I'm more than happy to give him back some of, some of our money, or my money anyway. Yeah, speak for yourself on that one, guy. <laughs> okay, guy. Yeah, okay. Uh, so Will Strickland will be by very shortly. I had an interesting experience with Will many, many years ago uh, leaving the studio, and he's going to fill out that story towards the end of the interview. It was, uh, you know, you talk about uh, the get for the guest. Yep. I think he had the ultimate get. I, I don't think I've ever seen one better. I, maybe maybe an equal, I don't know, but this get was, I mean, I almost fell out of my, I was walking by. I, I'd come out of the studio, and he was seated, seated at the couch, the, the 1050 couch, and I looked over and went, Oh my God! I just flipped out. It was it was hilarious. That this was a this was a fantastic get. Anyways, Will will explain uh, later on. Looking for an experienced real estate agent? Charles Park Managing Broker, Remax West Realty Brokerage, has 26 award-winning years of real estate experience. So, looking for the highest level of knowledge, experience, and service? Put Charles Park in your corner. Visit CharlesPark.ca or call or text him at six four seven two nine two. 8886, servicing from Hamilton to Kingston, from Toronto to Muskoka. Charles Park will not be outworked by anybody. And, and you know, you everybody has, has the sort of the news on, on the real estate market. You want the best guy in your corner. This is the guy. The real estate market is crazy all over the place. Nuts. 
is that a comment, a statement, or what? That, no, no, it's a, it's a statement of fact. Have you seen the? It is the, a the statement pr- of fact. The prices, and, and here's what I'm going to tell you. Also, when he guessed it on our show, which was what about a month ago, he said everybody's talking about the soft condo market. It will not be sought for much longer, and it's not. So he was right on that. Condo market is taking off. Well, this is just unprecedented times right now, and uh, if you've got property you're selling, real estate, house, condo, whatever, probably a yep. great time. And you want the right guy. I mean, there's, these are complicated sales. So if you're if, if you're selling, there's a lot of offers. You want the right guy to go through it. If you're buying, you have to be able to stick handle through all that. Let's bring in our good friend Will Strickland, the Twitter account, at W underscore Strickland1. Bit of an echo there. I don't know what that is. Will, you okay? Absolutely, sir. How are you? Good. Welcome aboard. Uh, so yes, let me guy. ask you this. Uh, yes, guy. <laughs> well done. <laughs> let let I'm, me I'm ask you this. We got to see brand, Jim. That's right. Thank you. And you're the guy to, to talk to about that. Speaking of brands, Full Court 21 Canada, what can you tell us? It is the world's most unique basketball tournament, sir. We are now played in 40 cities on four continents around the world. And as a matter of fact, the last three global champions all hail from north of the 49th parallel uh, in Canada. We had the winner in 2017, 2018, and 2019. Of course, the pandemic uh, this allowed us from having the tournament in 2020. May also disallow us from having the tournament in 2021. Um, although there's an opportunity to do something uh, with or around the FIBA Americas qualifying tournament, which would uh, give the Team Canada an opportunity to go over to Tokyo and play in the Olympics this year. Will, you have one of the most impressive LinkedIn bios I've ever seen. It's jam-packed full of stuff, but I have to ask you. How did you come up with the name The Entrepreneurionaire? I hope I pronounced that right. Uh, well, first and foremost, wherever I'm from, it's generally whack to give yourself a nickname or n- give yourself nick nomenclature. But The Entrepreneurionaire is all about, like, it's one thing to have money, but I think that the people you keep around you and, you know, they make you rich. The things you do um, to give back to something that, you know, doesn't have to give to you. Uh, makes you rich. So that's in that, some of the, the projects I've worked on uh, create the idea of the entrepreneur by seeing uh, a void. Um, even doing my show there, when I was there at TSA, um, doing one-on-one, there was a void. There was no, we were the flagship basketball program on, T- on the TSA network, period. You know, so being able to have done that with my partner, Dwayne Watson, and, you know, guess, you know guessing with the, the, the man they call James Tiberius Taddy from time to time. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I just had a great opportunity. But the entrepreneurial is all about not only having, like, finances. That's one thing. But actually the, the cultural currency and the, and the, the capital of humankind uh, be a part of making what you do uh, rich and enriching your life. I just I just love what you said there because so many times um, I call it strip mining. Really, uh, business plans are what can we extract uh, from this project and, and how much will we make? But you've got the full view there, and not everything is supposed to make uh, tons of profit. Sometimes it nurtures and and turns into other things. Sometimes it supports. You have the full view there. Where did you get that from? Uh, these are my parents' tools. My mother and, and blessed dead, my father, my dear old dad, uh, that's foundation. 
you know, and they, they put that foundation and I'm able to continue to build off of that. But I definitely stand on the shoulders and backs of a lot of great people who came before me and gave me the opportunities to, uh, you know, to, to do the things that I want to do in my life. I remember my father once telling me, if you do what you're supposed to do now, when I was a kid, you can do what you want to do later. And I've been, you know, following that, the towel of, of, of Richard, my father's name, uh, for years and years and years now. Well, you uh, worked at one time with Morgan Campbell, very one of the best writers I've ever seen, and certainly huge in the in the hip hop community. I wanted to ask you about podcasting. I think you embraced it long before it became popular. What is the secret to a good podcast? I don't know. You know, this is the funny part is because. It just depends on the audience you're speaking to. And I think authenticity, uh, you know, let me correct that. Authenticity. I think that uh, if you have an idea, and, and when Morgan and Dwayne and I started uh, All Balls Don't Bounce, this is really early in the podcasting days, like back in 2010, 2011, um, the idea behind All Balls Don't Bounce was that in life, people will tell you that the ball will bounce a certain way in order for life to go on. But where we come from, Sometimes the balls don't bounce. So it's about the story behind the story in sports. So Dwayne and I were not media guys necessarily, um, and Morgan lent to the credibility of what we were doing. Plus, I was able, again, with Nick nomenclature, I was able to create a nickname for who we were as the weapons of media deconstruction, or WMD, Will, Morgan, and Dwayne. And that's what we did. We broke down the media that we saw and gave a different lens to it. So... Being able to do that, and we got a core following, which actually led to us coming to TSN. I mean, there was, I don't want to say there's a bidding war, but it sounds better when I tell it like that, doesn't it? Let's say that. <laughs> yeah, there's a bidding war. There was a bidding war for our services. Or, and, or, or, um, no, go ahead. You could, Jim, I'm sorry. You, you could say it was our choice. That too. That too, <laughs> because it came down to that. You know, who, who offered the best opportunity and most flexibility for us to maintain the integrity of what we were trying to create. And ultimately, uh, Morgan, because he wasn't really a big basketball guy, and um, I don't know if, if, if he has entrusted my hockey knowledge, but if you only knew, we're the Clark Gillies. That's a whole other conversation, Jim. We can have that conversation some other time. Um, that my hockey knowledge is, is not peril. It's the best. And so we came on with a basketball show called One-on-One with Will and Dwayne for the news, views, and truths that you choose on the NBA and beyond. It's one-on-one with Will and Dwayne, only on TSN 1050. Well done. I think you've done that before. So, so, so a couple areas a couple areas here. Uh, tell us about the Open Run with Will Strickland podcast and also teaching courses on hip-hop culture. I, I love this type of course because it, it's right in front of you, and, and yet you, know, you, you have to, if you have a course, you, you actually enhance what's there. So tell us about both those things. Well, the Open Run is um, my podcast about basketball and life. It's just a continuation of what I was doing with one-on-one. And basically what I've always done, it offers me catharsis. I'm able to not only get out some thoughts that I have on things that are going on in the world, but somehow they tie back into sport and back into basketball because there is no real separation between the two. You know, we've heard the whole shut up and dribble crowd or, you know, people who say, oh, sports and politics shouldn't mix, and then we have the Olympics every four years. So those people are, are, are not as open and, or an understanding to that, and I utilize that as a platform to talk about, you know, all kinds of things uh, in the world and with basketball. Uh, I've been doing it 
since um, December 15th of 2020. I was just figuring out what I wanted to do during this pandemic. And, you know, you, you get sharper. And I think that I'm going through, a, a, like I said, catharsis with this thing that, you know, being able to bring on friends like Dwayne Watson, like my friend who was an assistant coach, a former teammate at Rice University, is also the, the, the assistant coach at VCU, the team that was not allowed to play in March Madness because of COVID. You know, they got there the day of and then couldn't play. So I have him come on, tell stories. I'm going to have people on, you know, I have Dave Zirin, who's, who's going to be on, really noted sports editor at The Nation uh, in Washington, D.C. Megan McPeak, who's been on the show. You know Megan. She's yep. well-known to the audience there. And just all kinds of people. MC Search, you know, from the, the legendary rap group Third Base. Going to have, you know, former Sixth Man of the Year Ricky Pierce on the show. Going to have the legendary Chuck D from Public Enemy on the show. Just a lot of relationships. And I think you talked about this earlier, nurturing sometimes what comes from the entrepreneurship, if that's a real word, um, is the, the relationships you nurture and being able to do that and being able to call on those guys to be a part of what you're doing. So it's fabulous. You can check it on all streaming platforms where podcasts can be found. And um, I'm having a good time with it. We, uh, the next, it comes out every Tuesday, uh, the next show, episode 19, Forever Student is the name of it, uh, with Dave Zirin. So look forward to that. And um, with hip-hop culture, I, just, I never wanted someone else to try to tell my story. So the fact that I was able to create and teach the world's first university-accredited course on hip-hop culture at the University of Massachusetts Amherst called Edutainment, the impact of hip-hop on American culture. And for people who come to this class, they think it's about hip-hop culture, and it really isn't. It really, at the end of the day, it's a sociology course about effective communication across class lines, social lines, gender lines, and racial lines. Uh, no matter what your religion, gender, creed, whatever it is, um, orientation, you can come to this and we can have dialogue. And I'm like, if we can talk about this thing, which most people are, you know, it's a polarizing situation in hip-hop culture. If we can talk about this in a civil way and have really, really good discourse, what else do you think we can do together? So, again, everything is about not stripping away, but actually building together and creating connective tissue between what we don't think has connective tissue. Well, um, I don't know how much time we have left, but Jim put it out there. You had a really good get, and in our business, it's about getting those good guests. So who was this amazing get? It, it had to be Omar coming. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Michael K. Williams. Michael K. Williams from The Wire. And there's a great story behind that uh, before we go. Michael K. Williams uh, was, if you're not familiar, one of the, the greatest characters in television history, only greatest show in television history, Bar none, this is not subject to debate with me, The Wire, um, which was going from, I think, 2002 to 2008. And it was five seasons. It was great. It was really broke down. You know, the American, the, the American situation, I think the, the, whole, the whole project could be broken down in the very first scene of the, the show, and I won't go into that too deep. But I ran to Michael in the airport, and I said, you know, my former point guard in New York City was your boyfriend in season four and five of The Wire. He goes, what? I'm like, yeah. So we just started talking, and I told him, look, at the show, he was shooting RoboCop in Toronto at the time with Samuel L. Jackson. We tried to get Sam to come up to the show as well. Um, but, you know, that was more difficult than getting Michael. We sent a car, get him. He showed up. You know, we hung out. Really good guy. Told this story a little bit about, you know, the things he went through, uh, being of Bahamian and also um, – 
United uh, American uh, stock, and, and that you know there's a, it was exhausting to try and live different lives, you know, trying to be Bahamian at the same time as being American, and then the violence in his neighborhood and how that neighborhood changed because of gentrification and things of this nature. But um, you know, he was associated with the NBA doing the association for Brooklyn Nets. Brooklyn boy um, made good, I think, is his uh, Twitter handle. Uh, and he did done a great job being uh, a, a, an amazing actor. And there he was on the couch as I left the studio, and that was my favorite show at the time. And I looked over and almost fell over, and I was all over the guy. I think he, I think he was a little shocked at my reaction. I know I was, but that was, you know, when we talk about 10 years of TSN 1050, that's at the top of my list. <laughs> well, you know what? Um, being able to bring those kinds of people into the program and into the fold, uh, again, it's relationships and being able yeah. to communicate and, uh, most effectively. And it really doesn't matter. I mean, you and I had one of the greatest exchanges, I think, in TSN radio history with our Elvis exchange yeah. <laughs> on the show back in about five years ago. So I enjoyed that. And, uh, you know, I'm just really appreciative of the opportunity to come on and talk to you guys about uh, what we're doing and, and really find out if Jim's, Jim Taddy's real name, middle name, is Tiberius or not. No, sorry. Sorry, guy. <laughs> it is not. <laughs> well, thanks very much, and thanks for the reminder to keep on brand, because you know I'm all over that stuff. Thank you. Yep, guy. <laughs> Good. Will Strickland. Uh, at W underscore Strickland 1 is the Twitter account. If you are an experienced real estate agent looking for comprehensive value and a distinct advantage, contact Charles Park, managing broker Remax West Realty Brokerage, offering state-of-the-art technologies with exclusive coaching and mentoring. For a confidential interview, call 647-292-8886 or email charles at remaxwest.net. Up next, Steve Foxcroft. This is Yes Guy, TSN 1050, tsn1050.ca, also available on the TSN and I radio apps now back to the yes guy show yes guy on tsn 1050 Welcome back to Yes Guy. Jim Taddy, Perry Lefko with you. This segment is sponsored by Braley Financial Advisors Incorporated. Financial advisor Herb Braley, ready to help you with your financial needs. If you want a comfortable and real conversation about your options, contact Herb at 1-877-734-3055 or visit his website at braleyadvisors.com. With 30 years of experience, Herb will help you do what you want to do with your money and get it back to you when you need it the most, financial clarity and comfort with Braley Financial Advisors Incorporated. Next guest up is Steve Foxcroft. Steve, how are you today, sir? Jim, I'm doing good and uh, really pleased to be on the Yes Guy show with you and Perry. There we go. What's the name of the show again? The Yes Guy Show. There we go. Okay, now, as, as you're well aware, I mean, things are a little tight around here uh, in terms of you can't get out and do much, and that's had a real effect on horse racing, hasn't it? Mm, yeah, it's a, it's a shame, too, because, uh, you know, in other jurisdictions, they've shown that they can do it safely, and it's something that we can enjoy for our mental health, too, because horse racing, you can participate as a spectator online, watching on TV. You can, if you want to throw a few bucks down on a race, you can do that on an online account, something like that. So, yeah, it's disappointing that uh, we can't get it up and running at home like they have in other jurisdictions. But let's uh, keep our fingers crossed and hope that we can get there soon. 
Well, Steve, we should point out that your dad is a mutual friend of Jim and myself, and it's uh, Ron Foxcroft, Fox 40, Fluke Transport, and a guy who's one of the nicest guys you'll ever want to meet. So I buttered up your family there. But- <laughs> I, I appreciate that. And yeah, dad, he certainly does lead by example. He's Order of Canada. Also, and, uh, you know, a few years back, too, when he was the honorary colonel of the Argyles, he was he had a private audience with the Queen. And that is kind of special today, too, as we uh, mourn the loss of Prince Philip over there. I just want to know who was more impressed, the Queen with your father, your father with the Queen? (laughs) Well, Dad, uh, he he put a lot into the visit. He presented her with a Fox 40 whistle, of course. And uh, but I think the queen was a little enamored with that, too. You know, he's got a little charm going. OK, I'm going to ask you to, to sort of open the curtain here. Let's go back to when when you were a kid. Can you give me a Steve and dad story? Oh, my gosh. It was uh, it was kind of leading by example. It was you have to be twice as good to be average. But before there were cell phones, we were in New York City for uh, for a visit with a customer and dad had to call home to let uh, his wife Marie my stepmom know that we were safe but it was getting late but dad said look we're in New York City it's a little it's a little shaky here when I get out keep an eye on me but it was late at night and we'd had a big day because I made him take me to all the sites in New York City so while he was making the payphone call, he got mugged, and I had fallen asleep in the front seat of the car, of our rental car. So he gets back in and goes, did you see what happened? Did you see what happened? And I go, no, because I fell asleep while you were making the call. I was just younger at the time. So he was a little shook up at that, and he never lets me forget about that. Well, Steve, Steve, you'll be happy to know we just got your father on the line right now. Uh, Ron, can you talk to us a bit about your son? Well, first of all, I want to talk about Taddy and Lefko. What a great show they have. <laughs> oh, Terry, you sound more like my dad than my dad. Ron Foxcroft, nice to know you. <laughs> He's a great, great guy. Like we, Jim and I, besides this show, one of the great things we have together is just the, uh, the friendship we have with your father. Just the, like I said, nicest guy in the world. And um, anyway, I just wanted to say... Uh, beforehand, you mentioned before about horse racing. Jim asked you about that, and I think the reason Jim asked you is because you're a horse owner. Are you concerned maybe that there won't be any racing? I'm very concerned, right? Because uh, not only for the jobs and people on the backstretch, but as owners too, it's uh, it's a lot of money to keep these horses and keep them running and going and healthy and ready to race. And at what point do you kind of either pull the plug or send your horses to the United States uh, to one, like we said, one of the jurisdictions that is running down there, because as owners, our only chance to uh, pay the bills is to buy, by having live racing and to earn purse money. So yeah, it's very concerning because usually it's a little bit of case of, you know, money going out, money coming in like any business now. Uh, So it's very concerning. And it's also been proven like last year at Woodbine and Mohawk park, we prove that we can do it safely. And the people that are there caring for the horses, there's not much additional staff required to do the afternoon or evening racing. 
like you're bringing in the people that work at the gate, the people that work in the paddock. They're the same people that are there in the morning taking care of the horses. You bring in some broadcast people and so on to perform a card of racing and, and broadcast it, but there's not much additional staff. So it is frustrating, but we do understand the situation is dire right now. But boy, oh boy, it's been proven that we can do it safely. Okay, Steve, we've talked to you about horse racing. We've talked to you about your dad. Now we've got to ask you about, we sent you to Florida where you're actually based because of your father's business with Fluke Transport. We had you go as our correspondent, the Yes Guy Show correspondent for WrestleMania. What was it like? Oh, my gosh. First of all, when, I, when we all reached out and said, we have a correspondent who by chance is stationed in Florida as an essential service for dad's company, like you said, they said, wait a minute, the Yes Guy Show based out of Toronto? They went crazy. <laughs> the red carpet gets rolled out, the doors fly open. Here, you get the premium parking and everything like that. Because they said, if this is Yes Guy Show, and Toronto, of course, one of the meccas for professional wrestling, and Edge was in the, the Orangeville guy, Edge, was in the main event on night two, they rolled out the carpet. They had the, they had the food going, Jim, like, you know, you're, you know this kind of stuff. They rolled out the car. They had the uh, they had the short ribs going over rice. It was good. It was good. But it was all because I, I was the yes guy correspondent. It's embarrassing. Now, what did you make of Edge? Oh, Edge is the best. Adam Copeland from Orangeville. Ironically, when he was a young wrestler just starting out, I did an interview with him and Christian. They were known as the Suicide Blondes at the time. And this goes back probably 25 years or so. And we were all very young and raw. And it was just, it's been nice to watch him develop. And then, of course, he had a, uh, he had to retire from wrestling because of a neck injury. And then he made his comeback about a year ago. So seeing him make it all the way back and being in the main event as his character Edge, the rated R superstar, it was unbelievable. And he and Daniel Bryan and Roman Reigns, they delivered in that main event. But the one thing, guys, the WrestleMania show, we've all been to shows and concerts in the time. Well, if you take the best concert that you've been to in terms of not the content of it, but how they present the concert with special effects and everything, you need to times that by 100 when you're at a WrestleMania. They had the pyro going. They had fireworks in the sky. They had images in the sky above the stadium. It was unbelievable. Really, really enjoyable and well presented. Steve, just on the way out, first of all, thanks. But I'm going to need a full accounting of the Yes Guy Show representation for the CRA. I, I hope you can provide that for me. Thank you. Absolutely. Well, Dad, that goes back to Dad, too, right? You know, he, he said you have to be twice as good to be average and make sure your accounting is always in order. Make the commas and the decimal places in the right spot. So, as you know, once I said Yes Guy, though, Jim, they came out with yeah. complimentary stuff, oh. a lot of complimentary <laughs> stuff, right? I mean, it is, it is embarrassing. I try to keep a lid on it but here's what i'm going to tell you about your dad do not outdrive the man on four consecutive holes because on the fifth look out oh it's awful you know one day on father's day we're all out golfing and i was leading after the 14th hole and he just walked oh. right to the parking lot and left and i didn't even get a chance to give him his father's day card 
<laughs> he's, he's ultra competitive. He's competitive. <laughs> yeah, he's competitive. You better watch Young Taddy. I'm coming after you. <laughs> And then the emails that fly around afterwards are unbelievable. But the one thing you and Perry get to do, you get you get it out of my dad. You get him. You don't get the stock order of Canada, dad. You get dad talking about the old days. You get him talking personal stuff. So you and Perry are good at that. So compliments to you guys for that. Well, that's the ultimate sign of respect. Steve, thanks very much. We appreciate it. No problem, guys. Anytime you need a correspondent, I'm there for the Yes Guy show. Okay, you're the roving Yes Guy correspondent. You have, you have been hired. You <laughs> Thank got you. it. Okay. Steve Foxcroft, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, this segment is sponsored by Braley Financial Advisors Incorporated. Financial advisor Herb Braley, ready to help you with your financial needs. If you want a comfortable and real conversation about your options, contact Herb at 1-877-734-3055 or visit his website at braleyadvisors.com. With 30 years of experience, Herb will help you do what you want to do with your money and get it back to you when you need it the most. Financial clarity and comfort with Braley Financial Advisors Incorporated. Yes, guy. TSN 1050, tsn1050.ca, also available on the TSN and iHeartRadio apps. You're listening to The Yes Guy Show. Yes, guy. On TSN 1050. Oh, yes, guy. Jim Taddy, Perry Lefko. This segment of The Yes Guy Show is sponsored by Murray Hoffman Insurance Limited. Since 1957, Murray Hoffman Insurance has been providing all your general insurance needs while specializing in business insurance. The dedicated staff of Murray Hoffman Insurance takes pride in servicing the harder-to-place industry segments like cannabis, hospitality, vacant and old buildings, and other hard-to-place business. For a no-obligation quote, call them at 416-736-9066. Mention the Yes Guy Show or visit their website, murrayhoffmaninsurance.com. Murray Hoffman Insurance, let us provide you with some peace of mind. Segment number three, the Twitter account is at Los Angeles Shoe. Scott Schufeld is with us. And, of course, recently on Jeopardy with Dr. Oz as a guest host and then Aaron Rodgers doing better with Dr. Oz. Scott, welcome. How are you today? I'm good. How are you doing? How are you doing, gentlemen? Good, good. So let me ask you this. Do you answer everything now in question form? Um, I've stopped, <laughs> but you better believe, you know, that did happen for longer than you think. <laughs> I was so worried that I'd be one of those people that got on and didn't answer in the form of a question. And uh, so, yeah, I, I committed to that part. <laughs> well, Scott, maybe you could just explain for anybody who watches it, what is it actually like being on the show? Yeah, that's that's a good question. I mean, you know, when you watch it, it's a jaunty 21-minute show with a few ads for a leave, and that's about it. But, yeah, my episode, my first episode with Dr. Oz took an hour and, and a half to tape. And, you know, there's some of that's Dr. Oz, a lot of that's COVID protocols. And, no, it's it's way different. Um, questions get flubbed. Maybe questions will be read that weren't supposed to be in the category. There's buzzer malfunctions. There's judging breaks. Uh, yeah, a lot, of, a lot of stuff that you, you don't see that they – they cut up and make it look smooth. Wow. I mean, an hour and a half of recording in a studio and a lot of retakes and, and a lot of uh, technical glitches. I mean, that you must have been worn out after that. Yeah. I mean, that day I started at 7 a.m. I didn't leave until 9.30 p.m. 
And and when I finished, I, I wasn't even like I, I just felt relief. I, I couldn't leave right away. I went into the uh, stands when Doctor Oz taped promos for his other show and slept. <laughs> I mean, not That's complaining. Not, you've not become complaining. an internet sensation. Be, you've become an internet sensation because of what happened with Aaron Rodgers. And for people who didn't hear or see it, just give us like a. a uh, uh, a recap of what happened and, and your answer at the end. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, unfortunately, because of my uh, buffoonery, I, I couldn't catch the guy who was in first heading into Final Jeopardy. So, I bet zero, and I was going to do this answer I gave no matter what. And at the time, things were still pretty fresh in my mind from the uh, Packers Buccaneers playoff game, and they had kicked a field goal with two minutes and some change left in the game when they were down eight. And so I wrote, the question was, I was supposed to write Mr. Rogers, uh, but I wrote who wanted to kick that field goal. <laughs> what and was his Aaron reaction? Rogers said something. He wasn't picked up. Yeah. Uh, sorry, you said that Aaron said stuff after, after that wasn't picked up? Yeah. What did he say? Uh, well, Aaron did not want to kick that field goal. Um, perhaps his coach did. And, uh, you know, he made that clear. <laughs> now, I, I have to do this. As, as a one-share owner of the Green Bay Packers, I want to thank you for putting the, the company brand out on, on Jeopardy, even though Aaron was doing a nice job for us. So, so thank you for that. And, and take us through the journey. How do you go from Tavistock to Los Angeles? Yeah, I know. Tavistock, I, we didn't even get a stoplight until I was in third grade. Um, yeah, I went to, uh, I did my undergrad at the University of Western Ontario, and then I went to grad school uh, journalism, the University of Maryland, and I, I worked on Capitol Hill for a little while, and then I took a an internship, which turned into a job with a, a movie studio out here. And uh, yeah, I've been here, got married, been here ever since. So and if just you went to, to us a little bit more, like first of all, how did you go ahead, Jim? Go. No, no, no. Okay. Well, look. If if you went to Western, you must have been a sports line viewer. So I have to ask: Did you ever win a sports line prize? I didn't, but I was a sports line fan. I mean, I remember that black mustache and widow's peak, which I'm sure is still intact. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I remember it well. <laughs> go ahead, Perry. Do you remember the he, Jim just gave you the cackle right now? But what is your fondest memory of watching Jim Taddy in his limelight? Um, well, I mean, if, with a lot of the Toronto media, I, I always kind of remember kind of the late '80s is kind of when I started remembering it. Early '90s, and I felt like everyone watched the Leafs, but no one was happy with the Leafs, and everyone <laughs> just kind of kind of carried on like. Things were hopeful. I don't know. <laughs> that's that's what I remember. Well, that's that's where we are still. Uh, the the movie <laughs> job. What what are you doing now? Uh, right now, I'm doing freelance writing and trying to uh, get a novel I wrote published. And yeah, mystery novel. Okay, so tell us the... now. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, kind of set in the, the world of entertainment that I was working in. You, you meet a lot of uh, uh, interesting, unsavory characters. So it's fiction, but there's some truth to it. 
Okay. So just tell us now, when they called you up and told you we're going to audition you for Jeopardy, like, like, did you ever think something like that would happen? Uh, you know, I guess it would depend on the time in my life when you asked me that question. You know, when I was in high school or, or early stages of college, I would have told you it was just a matter of time, you know? But life, life gets in the way, and you realize how little you know. And then, um, so, no, I, I don't know. It's weird. I, I live fairly close to the studio, but um, when I moved to L.A., that was probably the, the least likely I thought I'd ever appear on the show. Um, but really, when Al, I heard that Alex, you know, was sick, I, I, I did take it serious. And I was like, it's now or never on this test. And then when I, I the initial test, I, I aced it. And then I was like, they, they need to call me for this. Like, if they don't call me for this, I don't I don't understand how anything works. And fortunately, they did. So when they announced you as a contestant and said, you know, you're from Canada, and right away I got excited because Canadians get excited about Canadians. Did you get a lot of oh, yeah. reaction either to your social media accounts about that? Yeah, you know, I, I just kind of started the social media to, to be a company man and, and help to support the show uh, and do whatever I could. But, you know, that without a doubt is the best part of all of this because taping the actual show was, was really not that much fun. Um it was difficult, you know, we were with a, a host on his first or second day of a very, very difficult job following a legend. And, but, you know, hearing all, from all the people from my past, my teachers, my family, um, you know, and, and just realizing that if, if you wanted to see me lose or win, just being some sort of pandemic entertainment felt good. And, yeah, I've been in touch with, yeah, my old trivia coach from high school and just so many old friends it's been really enjoyable so tell us maybe were you surprised about aaron Rodgers' ability to to do something like that because a lot of people thought he's a football guy you know could he possibly do it what were your impressions of him well um yeah you know looking back on it as a contestant being kind of Simpatico with the host's voice is really important. So I think I have to face the fact that I, Dr. Oz might have been my, my good luck charm. But beyond that, um, I thought, I mean, Aaron loves Jeopardy, and I have no doubt that he, so it was good for the show. And, uh, you know, it was his first hour of the, the first day on the job. So I didn't think he sounded like Aaron Rodgers. I thought he was reading quite slow and, um, it was different, but, uh, you know, I, I, I feel like anyone, people have been judging him kind of all over the place, giving him an A-plus or a fail grade, like saying they weren't blown away. But to that, I'm like, did you ever watch Jeopardy? Like, I mean, Alex Trebek wasn't exactly blowing you away. with He wasn't Cirque du Soleil out there. He, he, just, he was just a professional and, and just so uh, uh, savvy. But, I mean, Aaron, I mean, I guess – America has a real quarterback fetish, and I think that they were never going to look at this kind of objectively. Uh, I think for his first day on the job, he was good, and he got better, and he's a fan of the show and brought more eyeballs to the show, so I'm all for it. Scott, really appreciate you stopping by and joining us in the Yes Guy Show. Thank you very much. Of course. Thank you very much. Take care.
You too. Thanks. It's Scott Schufelt uh, at Los Angeles Shoe is the uh, Twitter account. Couldn't think of anything more intimidating as a broadcaster or a wannabe, actually, than to step into something like what Alex had done with that show. I mean, obviously, there was a previous incarnation of it. He made it his own uh, and did it for so many years so well that when you step into it, I would imagine that you would try to do some sort of Alex impersonation and just can't be done. That, those are, you know, I, I feel bad for, for any of those hosts because uh, you have to sort of check your persona at the door, which is a difficult thing to do. I thought Aaron Rodgers was absolutely amazing. He was charming. He read well. He got better and better. You know, uh, Scott had him there for the first the first show. But, you know, if this guy ends up, you know, becoming the, you know, the full-time host of Jeopardy, I think it will be great. I might say that, you know, based on the stipend that he made in the NFL, why? But, but you know, people have to do things with their lives. This segment of the Yes Guy Show is sponsored by Murray Hoppin Insurance Limited. Since 1957, Murray Hoppin Insurance has been providing all your general insurance needs while specializing in business insurance. The dedicated staff of Murray Hoppin Insurance takes pride in servicing the harder-to-place industry segments like cannabis, hospitality, vacant and old buildings, and other hard-to-place business. For a no-obligation quote, Call them at 416-736-9066 and mention the Yes Guy Show or visit their website, murrayhoppininsurance.com. Murray Hoppin Insurance, let us provide you with some peace of mind. This is the Yes Guy Show, TSN 1050, tsn1050.ca, also available on the TSN and iHeartRadio apps. Now back to the Yes Guy Show. Yes Guy. On TSN 1050. Yes Guy. No guy. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, drivers and passengers, time now for the official Yes Guy edition of Yes Guy, No Guy. All rights reserved, all trademark and copyrights respected. Go ahead, sir. When you heard Nick Foligno was acquired by the Leafs and Nick was one of our very first guests, your reaction was, oh, yes, guy. No, it was Yes, guy. Really loud. It was. There was no. Oh, yes, guy. It was yes, guy. I mean, I think he's the perfect fit, and uh, I think he uh, he he's really what they need because you can see that with one or two injuries when they move people around, it can be sort of effective. But they need everybody going in the same direction, and he's a top six guy. So I just can't wait to see him play either on the left side of Matthews or on the left side of Tavares. We'll see. It's going to be interesting to watch that. And that means that Hyman can stay on the third line and, and move up if need be, which absolutely tells you about the depth of this team. Okay, yes guy, no guy, number one from here. Suddenly, the Leafs have another goaltending issue. Yes guy. Uh, I think the Cinderella story about Jack Campbell is now going towards midnight. I think they should be concerned. I mean, they, had, they got themselves another goalie just for that reason, but they're, they're really a serious reason to be concerned. Yeah, it's kind of weird how that happened, but nonetheless, it's there. We'll see. Go ahead, sir. Are you concerned about the NHL and the situation with the Vancouver Canucks? Oh, he stole my next yes guy, no guy. Actually, I am outwardly. Sorry, guy. Yeah, outwardly I am because the optics of it are you had this team that was shut down for a week and a half, two weeks, and they're they're all tested and ready to go. And this is what we don't understand about the virus is, is like, how does it spread? Uh, and, and, you know, all of a sudden you're going to go into a corner with a guy that's uh, you know, body fluids. I, yeah, yeah, I am a little concerned, but but I, I, I trust that uh, the protocols have all been followed and, and everybody's been given the green light. But it still makes you a little squeamish because – 
We don't have any experience with this. We don't know how it transmits. We don't know when it transmits. It, we just know it's out there. It's it's a weird, weird situation. So, yes, guy to that. Uh, yes, guy, no guy, number two from this side. The Raptors, even with a partial lineup, will make the play-in round. Oh, no, guy. This is oh. this is terrible. I mean, first of all, we had Kyle Lowry's going to be traded. No, he wasn't traded. They kept him. Now he's got some problems. This team is is operating basically on fumes right now. I don't see them getting into the the uh, the postseason. I got to tell you, the game Friday night was exciting to do. Uh, they've got some really good depth. I know they were missing about four starters and still won the game. I know it was against a, not a very good Magic team. It was also minus some players, but the depth there is pretty good. I don't know what it means once they get into the play-in round. But I think they can get there. It's it's just an intriguing story of of a team that continually battles adversity, and just when you think it's over, it's it get, actually gets worse. I don't think I can ever recall a team going through the I'm going to say it the hell that the Raptors have gone through this season. It's it's kind of a, a weird situation, but they all remain positive, which is remarkable. Uh, I've said this before, the Nick Nurse situation, this man is always positive. Uh, you know, you and I have been around veteran coaches before. Some of them don't react to, to adversity the way that this guy is. Some of them get, you know, sour, and you, you hear the negative comments. This man has not said anything negative. I think that's remarkable. Go ahead, sir. Um, we just found out the other day that Marv Levy was inducted into the Canadian Football Hall of Fame. He, again, he was one of our former guests. So did you just feel really good for him and feel good for his wife, who was also one of our guests? She was maybe the best part of our, our short run here of, of Yes Guy when she intervened, when she corrected Marv on the air, and, and he deferred immediately. And so, uh, yes, I, I felt very good for him. It should have happened a long time ago, but, but it, it, you know, it does mean that, that uh, sort of the uh, the Hall of Fame has an open mind now, and that, that could open a door for a lot of other people. How about you? Yeah, I mean, I don't know the people who vote. Uh, Steve Simmons has been very upset about the fact that, you know, uh, uh, there's been some people affiliated with the Argos who haven't been inducted to the Hall of Fame. You know, people vote. It's their opinion. That's it. Okay. I didn't realize we have to go. Perry, thank you very much, and thank you all to joining us on Yes Guy and TSN 1050. Yes Guy! <laughs>